Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Cordial Candor. I'm Dusty. As always, I'm joined by Samuel. Hey, Dusty. How are you doing today? Ah, oh, man, you know, not so bad. It's, uh, it's Tuesday, so I there's hear that. that. I hear that. But today, instead of Matt, we have a gentleman named Zach joining us. Zach, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? <laughs> Well, I hope everyone tuning in is, in fact, doing well. Any guys, what's going on with you all? Anything new? Nothing much, man. Just trying to figure out how I can get that $600 a week for unemployment while I'm still working. <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be freaking nice? Like, I'm essential. Yep. Don't you think I deserve a little bit of a bonus? Would be nifty. Man, it would be fantastic. You would hope, if you want but... like I should, you know, just go for unemployment. Try to get... Yeah, I would... I... I said something two weeks ago when they announced what they were going to do for unemployment. And I said, wow, with giving benefits like that, it almost sounds like it's better to be unemployed right now than have a job. And the old guy in our office told somebody to come talk to me before he had to. Yeah, I remember you told me and then you know, And then you know what he said this morning? What's that? He said, well, $600 extra dollars a week? Shit, it sounds like it's better to be unemployed. <laughs> Did you tell him, like, someone go talk to him before I have to? Because that would be... No, I just... I said, I would just like to point out that I said that two weeks ago, and he gave me shit about it, and now (laughs) here he is, two weeks later. And all that made me realize is just because you're old doesn't mean you know anything. You're just an idiot. Man, something... Not always, but definitely sometimes. What happened, Zachary? We were all talking about this when I very, very beginning when the coronavirus epidemic started. And I was like, personally, I feel like we need to... It's a pandemic. pandemic. Yes, sorry, pandemic. Let me correct myself for the record. I said, personally, they need to shut everything down. Minimum two weeks to a month. Completely sanitize every area that has had a known contact, such as airports, uh, maybe boat docks. I don't remember if anything came through that route of travel. But... Just get everything like that done, and everybody I worked with is completely against it. And then this week alone, almost everybody in the shop has said the exact same thing I did. And I was like, I said this weeks ago, and everybody ridiculed me. Well, you would think when you're the first one to the party, no one wants to listen, but. Right. Well, Zach, given where you work, and you've had people that you worked with pass away from. SARS-2 coronavirus, you would think that it would Ooh, be more open to this. you full-on tech. Full-on tech, bro. It's it's frustrating to me. I, I don't know. Disregard that. But I, I'm just surprised that they're not more, I guess, open to something like that. Just going in for like a cleanse-all type solution to where, that, where the entire economy isn't completely constrained and shut down. I, told uh, I think we're far beyond that at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Like if we had done that back in February and just kept travel restrictions superly, like just heavily in place, maybe things would have turned out differently. Of course, twenty twenty is the perfect perspective, but uh, you know, there's there's no way. <laughs> there's no it's way the year twenty twenty. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of silly, there, but there's no way Trump or Fauci or anyone else could have predicted that it would come this far. Um, yeah, they could have been like, oh, it's going to be serious, but define serious in terms of a pandemic. A person dying could very well be considered serious. 
So it just totally so, that's totally perspective based. I don't know how much you follow the reporting on this, and I don't follow it much to be honest with you. Really, what I get is more people complaining about the reporting than my own personal complaints about the reporting because let's face it, I don't listen to mainstream media anymore. Everything they say is a politicized lie one way or the other. And somewhere in the middle you find the truth. But every time somebody goes up and asks a question to the president, to Fauci, it's never a question like, hey, you say you want to try and do A, B, and C. Do you have a plan and a time frame? And can you elaborate on those? It's, well, Trump said this. What do you think, Fauci? Do you think he's going to fire you? And it's like, whoa, bro, this is not what we need right now. We need someone to shut up and ask real questions and not your BS questions that your producer is pushing so you can get some airtime. I disagree. But nobody why. wants to do that. Fauci has been the head on many, many diseases that have come across the world in the United States. Uh, Ebola, H1N1. And now we're seeing with the coronavirus, he's a very trusted face in the public right now. If his job is being threatened, I think that is a very, very valuable question to ask. Because Trump, of course, retweeted somebody's tweet calling for uh, Fauci to be fired, which I think, of course, is very unfair. He is a very, very intelligent dude and very, very highly, just absolutely ridiculously respected in his field. So to if his job... When like it's not even his job, he's doing it out of kind of his heart. He it's doing he's donating his time to the country, to the world, to try to make sure people make it out on the other side okay, and that is fantastic. Well, so to say that his, there's no personal gain there is just you know. Well, then you can get naive. down into of course, but then you can get down to the nitty gritty and say that humans are incapable of doing anything selfless, selflessly, which is one hundred percent true. But regardless, he's doing it in the best interest of the, the nation and the people. Well, I guess that is synonymous with the nation. So if Trump is threatening his job, that needs you. to be commented on, especially by the media. Like, Trump needs to be held accountable. I don't disagree, but I just think that instead of... It's just consistent. And even before Trump retweeted the lady who said something about fire Fauci, and I didn't read the tweet because I don't care, because you know what? Policies not made on Twitter, man. I don't care. But he removed the LGBT just, community from the military through Twitter. That's how he announced it. Well, but he didn't make the. Well, first off, he didn't remove the LGBT community from the well, he prevented them military. from joining the military or something. I don't know all the details. He what he did is he said the military healthcare will not cover your costs to transition. Is what the actual policy is. And they said Trump banned LGBTQ people. Which which is actually LGBTQA+, in case you were curious. Dang, getting scientific Uh, and technical. Or whatever you said earlier. I was trying to bring it back, but I couldn't remember what it was. And it's nobody wants to ask important. I mean, even before then, it was just how did Trump mishandle this? How did you mishandle Mama? And it's like, shut up. That's not what we need to talk about right now. We can talk about that down the road. Because right now, what we need to do is we need to lay out a plan. We need to make sure everybody understands what's going on to the best of their ability and our ability. We need to, we don't need to just keep 
pushing things off and push it well we and if they would just come out and say we don't know look we don't know we don't have the proper information that we need yet we are trying to gather data we just don't know then that's fine at least you gave me an answer that i can go back to and say look we don't know we need to gather some more data then we can go back and reassess in a week in two weeks in three weeks in four weeks you have to understand you're Whatever. asking someone of so I have a very, very powerful position to do something that the average human struggles to do is to admit their ignorance or what they don't know, which is extremely difficult for any human ever, essentially, because we all have egos. I mean, it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. If you can admit when you don't know something, I have such a higher respect for you, but it's really hard but it's to not do even that, that if they you're w- in it's, a position it's... of authority. But it's not even that nobody will admit that they don't know. Nobody will even ask them if they know. I don't know. Sure that's a whole other thing. Don't know for sure, but I'm sure there's an example there somewhere. You might be. I, I don't know. You might be hard pressed. <laughs> I could be. But um, speaking of this, what do you think about Trump saying that he wants a full investigation of the WHO? I don't know a whole lot about that. Care to inform me? He just announced it today. He said that he wants to halt spending to the WHO until there's a full investigation, or until there is an investigation on their handling of the crisis. Which I do, I do remember seeing him saying something a couple of days ago about uh, he was blaming the WHO because of how they like they didn't give him enough information. And I'm using air quotes there. Uh, didn't give enough information or whatever, and he's essentially blaming the who for what's going on in the United States, which is not really... Around the world. Why? Isn't that what they do? That is indeed what they do, and they're putting out warnings in January, in February, putting out, you know, warnings like the Chinese government, uh, not the government necessarily, the scientists in China were warning in December, and the who jumped on it fairly quickly. I mean, in the and the Chinese January. government shut them down, and it imprisoned and made people disappear. Who that has nothing said to do with anything who. about it? That does though. No, because those really. are the, the people who are trying to report. The that who, took given the, the first, like they did what they 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 put out reports in January. Who ignored those reports? The current administration. That's on Trump, man. That's not on the who. Well, to be fair, if I may interject, not only is it on Trump, but the technology we have at our literal grasp in today's world is mind-blowing in and of itself. But I do remember seeing the warnings and everything else, and I just kind of blew it off. And I have to think that, you know, a majority of Americans probably did the same as well if they are as connected as, you know, I am or possibly you two are. And it, I feel like it kind of falls on everybody because at the same, on the same hand, you have to look at the way other countries were handling this at the time and how almost Everyone from the media to people on different social medias was just ridiculing and making fun of these other countries until it hit America. And then everybody woke up and was like, oh, my God, what do we do? And then they just kind of lost their minds from there. But nobody really took the warnings as seriously as we should have, myself included. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's whatever someone someone asked me at work, like, what do you think this is coronavirus is going to do? I was like, you know what? Just like all the other diseases, it's probably just going to blow by and we're never, never going to remember it. There's no way anyone could have predicted it would have been this bad, kind of like I said earlier. 
but you could have like precautions could have been made even minor precautions could have been made to prevent this from going as far as it went don't be wrong some were so, made, but so you don't think back, anything can be made of the fact that the president of the who is there because he was hard backed by the chinese and then he soft pedal everything that the chinese told him he refused to listen to the Chinese doctors and listen to the Chinese government who was rounding up those doctors and putting them in prison. And I then, mean, if that's the case, then yeah, absolutely it should be looked into. I told you I didn't know a lot about it, and I didn't know that part. So, so, if so that's the, the president case, yeah, of the absolutely. World Health Organization is there because he had mass backing by China. He, okay. They made the strongest push to put him in power. He has continually praised how the Chinese government has handled it. So China, they said, oh no, there's no way this is this is transmission, transmissible as an airborne pathogen. No way. Even though they knew in November it was. And it wasn't until January that they said, uh, you know what, maybe, maybe it can be. They, they rounded up the doctors who even thought about talking about it and tried them for treason against the state of China and made doctors disappear. Ironically, the one doctor who, was, who spoke out about it the loudest ended up dying from coronavirus. Supposedly. We don't know for sure. I'm sure he probably did. But then again, who can be sure of anything? So but it I sounds think... like the Chinese government is the one that's being investigated, along with the WHO. So, well, and I think is, that's where it's going to totally lead you like... is they're going to try and look into the WHO and see how. And even now, the the World Health Organization praises the way the Chinese government is handling this, even though they have seen a resurgence in, in cases. Uh, their their second wave is already hitting because they didn't take the proper steps to avoid or clean up the first wave. Not at all. I mean, yeah. even look, I remember in January that I was reading an article about it because I was starting to get just a little bit concerned, but it took them approximately, I believe it was like a month to actually go in and quarantine the entire city of Wuhan, which was the, you know, that's, what's the word I'm looking for? The epicenter of the epidemic. Province? That's it, yeah. <laughs> That's where it began. It's where it broke out. It was first recorded. And then after they <laughs> shut it down, then they started shutting down everything once they discovered how widespread it became in China alone. So the Chinese government, you know, in and of itself, did neglect in the beginning the actual seriousness of the... I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Situation. I don't know that they neglected it. But they, I think they may have just ignored and lied. I mean, it said, ah, whatever. You so, don't know what you're talking about. Regardless Shut of up. all of that, the WHO announced, hey guys, the Super Series, January. They knew how serious it was January. We are now mid-April and people are still getting the freaking virus, right? So the WHO cannot be blamed in any way, shape, or form what's going on in the United States. Should they be investigated? Well, I don't think China the who thing? is to be blamed. But it should have been done before this whole thing started, not because of it. Because if it's being done because of it. So it looks like the Trump and the current administration in the United States are trying to blame the who for what's going on in our country, which they are not the main or sole case for why it is bad. But if your job, 
But if your job is an international agent, of which we provide the majority of the funding, is to give us nothing but the facts. And you not only don't give us the facts, but you ignore, you allow someone to blatantly lie to you for months. And then say, oh yeah, nope, this is a problem, we dropped the ball on this one. I mean, if you did that in your job, if you if you ignored a problem for months and it turns around and bites you in the ass and everybody you work with, should they at least look at you and say, like, hey, man, what the heck? What are you doing? <laughs> Get it together. Like, I mean, I, th- I think it's totally fair to look into it. Now, I don't know to what extent they're going to, but I mean... As an international agency for what you hope is to be good, and they have done quite a bit of good for the world, mainly, you know, in the third world countries, but those are the people who need it the most. So I can't complain about that. Uh, Most notably, they've cured, uh, well, they've come up with the polio vaccine. And I think the second most notable was river blindness. Which I'm not entirely certain what it is, but I'm pretty sure that's not been an issue in my lifetime in first world countries. So, you know, I mean, so it's an organization that a lot of people are these, This organization, you say it's there to be there to give nothing but the facts, which, so I see where you're coming from, and that would be in a very ideal situation. But the, the hardest part is. The who you say that they're lying to us is are they really? I mean, that's that I ask that because, like, if you're told something by a scientist or someone who's supposed to be an expert in the field and they tell you something that you you trust, like, you, you just have to trust them because, A, yeah, who are like medical experts, they're fantastic at what they do. However, they're not on the field, they're not in the labs, they're not under the microscope, or I guess over the microscope. My apologies. Um, <laughs> So they are. They're going to be under the microscope. The They're not physically on the field researching this. They are have not do not have contact with virus. So for them to have, they have to trust these other scientists. And if those scientists are being blocked by China, that's not the who's fault. That's not who's fault. And to get, don't get me wrong, there is definitely some praise to be had in China. Like they were able to crack down on the case. They did their best to prevent the their population from dying out because of the virus. It could have been a lot worse had they not completely, like, militaristically locked down Wuhan and surrounding provinces. It could have been a heck of a lot worse. I don't believe them believe in them suspending their rights like that necessarily in a, as a general concept. However, in this particular instance, it worked out for the best. Nobody in China has rights. That does. I have, mean, that's a fair point. That does need to be acknowledged. So yeah, there is some praise to be had for China. Maybe not to the extent, but they have done some things that negated the spread of the virus, which is super important, especially at this time. I don't think they're getting any praise from my end until they close down the wet markets. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> well, I mean, experts everywhere agree that that's it's a problem. It's the reason we had... SARS, it's the reason we have SARS-CoV-2. I mean, it's, there's other diseases that it's been linked to. 
uh, yeah. the newest and diseases here we are, linked to four months later. <laughs> yep, four so, months later, here we are. Got it again. Still going. They want. Mm, I, I don't know if I agree with that. They should outlaw it because it's totally a random mutation of the virus to go into humans. Totally random. So yeah, there's been circumstances in which it's documented in these wet markets. I I just don't know if it's an actually increased likelihood or if it's just a randomization. So to outlaw it, to control the market would be even more socialistic than China is currently. And I'm not sure I'm more for China becoming more socialistic. Um, can you go? Know. Can you go buy and eat a bat in the United States? I'm sure I could if I wanted to. Don't particularly. You ever tried to get a hold? You ever tried to get a hold of kangaroo meat? No, but I'm sure I could do it. Good luck. Okay. It's not an easy thing to come by because they're it's heavily regulated in the United States. Probably because we have this crazy thing called the FDA, who says, "Hey, guess what? That's probably not safe for human consumption in most cases." Yeah. I mean, don't get me so, wrong, maybe it is a better idea to outlaw it. I just don't know because it is random. So I'm not sure we can correctly attribute these diseases solely to the wet markets. Yeah, it may have come from them, but it's so random. Maybe it could have happened in any other circumstance. Just being so close to these animals is what caused us to do it. Kind of like pig farmers with the swine flu in Mexico. If they want to we outlaw pigs, that way humans aren't around them anymore. We can't get any more viruses. I mean, maybe. I don't know, that's, that's I my don't point. Think, I don't know. I think there's a big difference in domesticated pigs and wild bats. Yeah, I agree. So, to I circle mean, back to what you said about know. restrictions of rights, Samuel, do you? how do you feel about the current, you know, very light restrictions, but restrictions nonetheless on our rights in the United States? As in, like, the travel bans, uh, Gathering bans, which do make sense in my opinion, but, you know, what are your current thoughts and emotions on those? I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want anyone's rights to be shut down for any reason. I will fight for your uh, freedom to speak, no matter what, even if that's to disagree with what you're saying. But that is your right until it affects someone else. In this particular circumstance gatherings in large amounts certainly affects your neighbor. So I think the government is right to lock down the country in different sectors, of course. Like some countries, or excuse me, some uh, states are doing certain things differently than others, which is fine. I would prefer them go more into lockdown if possible, at least temporarily. Dusty's, of course, afraid that it's going to be some militaristic overthrow. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. Well, so I'm curious about that, though, because you say that affects your neighbors, but if everybody agrees, and we'll say church, because Easter was Sunday, and I know most church services were canceled, you know, they did some drive-in church services, stuff like that. They, I mean, people are smart. We're going to find ways around the rules, you know? But, uh... uh That's a relative If term. everybody... If everyone consents to go into church... And they get sick from that, then 
is it the person who walked in or the person is it the person who walked in sick unknowingly or the person who walked in knowing they could get sick that is at fault yes so i think it lessens but i think it would it it doesn't necessarily affect your neighbors direct your direct neighbors so much as it does the people who are consenting to go out and risk it you know you're just as likely to catch it at Kroger shopping for groceries as you are no you're not at work as you are in the st- you know in any store i mean uh, i don't i don't think it's the case but anyway even Why so not? if you I went mean, to it's three, a store if you went to three places right regularly in church service included so if you know you went there for Wednesday night Bible meetings, meeting on Thursday, church on Sunday, then you had work, then you had the grocery store. So if you went all those places equal amount of time, why would you not take out 33% of that to save yourself and people around you? Like it makes absolutely no sense to me. It 100% affects your neighbor because if you get the virus, you can easily spread it to a grandparent, a loved one, a friend, a neighbor, someone who could very easily die from it if you don't die from it yourself. So it is completely irresponsible, I think, for people to go out into the public as often as they typically do, knowing that this is such a serious risk to so many people right now. So I just, I, I don't know, there's not even an argument to be had. Anyway, let's move on to a day in history. I'm kind of tired of talking about this. It went on a little too long. We're already 35 minutes in. Holy crap, it's a crapple. Hell yeah. So, uh, April 14th, the day we're recording this, turns out not a great day for the world. All right, so in particular the United States as well. In 1912, we saw the sinking of the Titanic. The largest vessel of its day turns out not unsinkable. In 1865, we saw that Abraham Lincoln was shot in the back of the head by John Wilkes Booth. He died that night at 10 p.m., but his death uh, wasn't recorded until the next day at 7.22 a.m. Interesting. Let's see. In the, Why did it take cool, so long? I assume because the doctor couldn't get there, but I don't really know for sure. Seems like that's a pretty easy, uh, pretty easy DOA. Uh, yeah, his head's gone. Well, he was alive gonna for a good portion uh, after he was Interesting. That must while. have been miserable. It probably was. <laughs> but his presidency ceased on the 14th. But he died on the 15th or whatever. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, so in 1958, Sputnik 2 was the de- it was the decay date of Sputnik 2, where uh, Leica, the dog, met her end. Ah, yes. Unfortunately, I uh, didn't. I thought she died way before it came back to Earth. It never came back to Earth, to my knowledge. And well, I think it blew I mean, up thought... in the atmosphere, but. I thought she, uh, she, he, I don't know if the dog was a he or a she. Can you help me? I assume it's a she I thought it was by the a name. She, but I don't, I don't remember. I thought she died just a few hours upon leaving. Maybe Most she likely did. Maybe from I a don't heart attack sure. out of stress. <laughs> I'd be stressed out Can too you imagine? Especially that's, if that's I had no clue going on. Like, if I, if I were an astronaut and, like, you know, I had a concept of what was actually going on, you know, maybe I'd be okay, but, like, for a dog and had no clue what these humans were doing to me, and then I'm traveling at several thousand miles an hour. I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> Agreed. Do you think they buckled it in? I 
would say they would have had to, right? But then again, it was Soviet Russia, so it's just like, you know what? I wouldn't put anything past Soviet Russia. Well, it's not like it could unbuckle itself, no thumbs. Fair, fair enough. Fair. Then again, it's an astronaut dog. Surely they could teach it to use a button. I'm sure you could eat through it. Um, Zach's going through steel cables and stuff. Oh, no, hang on. You gotta list the whole list. My dog has ate and through. Drywall. Eat, two by through. four. Sorry. He has eaten through. <laughs> Drywall. Two by fours. An eighth inch diameter steel cable. Uh, oh, no. You got to go log chain, bro. I'm going to have to. And I know. He has managed to bust out of every cage I have bought him. It's the point where my dog can now open door handles and his own cage as he pleases. He has reached that level of intelligence. You know what? I'm proud of Gunner. I am too. Hey, that is pretty ballin'. <laughs> yeah, until you're trying to so, use the restroom and here comes your dog opening the door. <laughs> oh, I just don't, I just gave up on that one. I don't even close it all the way. I just push it too. If he wants to come in, he's coming in. Whatever. Very true. <laughs> Still Most of the time, he'll just lay down on the mat. <laughs> so the last one I had is just a little one. In 1981, the Columbia returned after orbiting the Earth 36 times. I That's that a lot of times. Interesting. It was a lot of times. How many times? How, how many times? How long does it take was going to be my question. I said, uh, how many times does that take? It takes 36 times to go around the Earth 36 <laughs> times. Maybe 37 if you got a bad jump. <laughs> I can't remember if they left on the 11th or 12th, but so it was like two or three days. Hmm. So was it a was it a free float in lower or in upper atmosphere, or was it a full space exploration? It was not an exploration. It was kind of more of a where the ISS is now. It's it was they're yeah. falling around the Earth. Yeah, so that's what I was curious about. If it was more of like the. I don't remember exactly what is like low or low Earth orbit. Is that Correct. what that's called? Yes, sir. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was it's like not a low. Really space. I didn't know if it was a low Earth orbit or if it was actually in space going around. Hmm. So how how long does it take the ISS to go around the globe? I don't know that for sure. I want to say they do also about do they factor a day, but I can figure it out. Holy cow! So do they do they have like? thrusters that keep them going in the same orbit is that how that works no they or do they just try falling, to like match speed they are falling so fast that they're not really going to adjust much they do have boosters that in case they can try For to course corrections yeah of course corrections but this has to be like it there's such a delay that it has to be done super far in advance before like cause if there's a screw in space like just a loose screw going through that module at thousands of miles an hour yeah they're done like that entire spacecraft's mm-hmm. destroyed so like, it's yeah. super dangerous yeah i mean i can that's crazy i was listening to gosh what was it now i was listening to a podcast and they had a guy on there who was an astronaut and he wasn't really an astronaut he i mean he was really an astronaut but he wasn't a pilot he was an engineer and he was talking about how on his first spacewalk, he went out there and he was completely unprepared because they went to fix something and it was just like a handle. They went out to fix a handle and it took them six hours to fix a handle on the side of the ISS. And yeah. 
he he looked around and he kind of noticed that there he was he just kind of noticed that there were things floating around out there and he was like hmm if that comes in even that little bitty piece could just destroy half of our space spaceship couldn't it and they're like yep pretty much get inside <laughs> so i just I like oh that's only terrifying and the iss <laughs> orbits earth around 16 times a day oh wow that's pretty quick it's not hmm. what I was so i'm shy. so how Maybe it's more of a scientific thing than you want to talk about, but how does it even, how does it stay in its trajectory around the Earth? You say it's more of a free fall that's so fast that it doesn't really break orbit, but does, so do they just kind of put it in orbit and it falls and the uh, the okay. gravitational pull Gosh. just kind of we whips it person, around? I could explain this a little better. So like the as the yeah, rocket, you could use the object. I could use my hands. And talk with your hands. Just my hands. So, like, uh, as the rocket takes off, I'm sure we've all seen, it goes straight up. But once it actually gets, you know, approximately halfway to what we would consider space, it turns to its side to where it's uh, 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 flying, like, parallel to Earth, if Earth were flat. (laughs) And uh, so... It's, so now it's flying parallel to Earth, and it's using this. It's using the rotational speed of Earth to help boost the rocket out. So that way, it has to carry less less fuel. So the Earth is pushing this rocket out on top of it, going ridiculous miles per hour. And then once it actually gets out in space, it loses its the junk it doesn't need that burns up in the atmosphere. It's all fine and dandy. And then now this this uh, module is traveling. Uh, I think it's thousand miles, thousands of miles an hour. It's ridiculously fast. Whatever it is. And, um, yeah, they kind of stay on the same trajectory because they're going so fast and Earth's gravity can't pull it in, inertia can't push it out, and the sun's gravity doesn't really have a significant effect on it. So is it so it's like a balance of to... inertia and gravity for the same reason that the Earth doesn't get ejected from the solar system or fall into the sun. Hmm. So is it almost... So in a in a simple man's terms is it almost fair to to say they just kind of get about halfway up turn on their side and they oh god it sounds so bad now that i'm thinking it they almost <laughs> just kind of like well like you were in the like you were in water and you just kind of catch a current yeah and it kind of just push propels you further along with your own propulsion system mm-hmm. you just kind of shoot out a little bit faster and then you can catch that orbit and you can just kind of for lack of better terms stay in that current as long as you know stay in that current and that current will carry them around and i'm really i'm actually doing this with my hands but you guys can't see that nobody can and i feel like an idiot because i'm looking around an empty room and making a circle with my hands and I'm still doing it, knowing that I look like an idiot. But uh, my arm's getting tired. I'm going to stop. I'll use the other arm. So they just kind of get in this current, and they just kind of keep going. And then if they have any issues, they can course correct from inside the current. Like that, that's I'm not still the drawing worst a circle to, with my finger. It's not the worst way to think about it. Like I don't like I I don't have the knowledge pre to understanding what gravity and how interspatial satellites and like the moons have an effect with the earth like i don't remember what exactly what it's like so it's hard for me to explain but for the same reason you know moon isn't ejected or falls back into earth 
it stays where it is because it's traveling so fast. And then whenever the rocket turns on its side, Earth rotates at like 800 miles an hour. So it's using that rotational speed to help boost it just a little bit further. Also, mm -hmm. it, it travels a lesser distance whenever it turns on its side than trying to go straight up because it's fighting a lesser amount of gravity. Um, right. Because if you're trying to go straight it, you up... You can start going. to use the inertia of the Earth's gravity as the Earth's spin. a tool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yes, of the Earth's rotation as almost just like a an extra boost. It's like hitting the nitrous in your car. You're just kind of like, okay, let's get in this lane and... Psh Pretty much. And now you can kind of, kind of hang it. So, do satellites go low Earth orbit, or yeah, low Earth orbit, or are they in space? Space. They. Gosh, I'm trying to remember for sure. Or does the it depend on ISS, the satellite? It totally depends on the satellite. It depends what it's used for. But for the vast majority of them, I believe the ISS is above the satellites. Like it's higher, it's further from the Earth than the rest of the satellites. But let me double check that because now I don't remember for sure. Gosh, why don't you remember? So another fun thing: the Titanic totally could have avoided the iceberg had the guy who was supposed to be in the crow's nest not been off the boat. Yeah, I did hear that at one point. He had the key to the cabinet for the binoculars. And when he was removed from the ship because he was ill before it launched, they replaced him, but nobody got the key, so they didn't have the binoculars. So Can you're, you imagine being that guy? You're <laughs> like, telling oh, me shit. that the, oh, fate they don't of need the Titanic key. was decided by one person getting sick, and also that no one there could break open a cabinet. Well, why why break it break open? It's an unsinkable ship. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I feel like that's a or fairly so like important thing for seafaring. Yeah, well, also they were able to send uh, distress signals. I believe in Morse code, and other ships in the area were able to pick it up, but they were not able to decipher the Morse code because it was not widely used at that time for distress signals. So there were ships that were within the vicinity that could have made rescue passes to pick up passengers, but they couldn't decipher the emergency calls. Wasn't the first time so, that Morse code was widely used was World War One, correct? Or am I off? Don't know. I don't know for sure. <laughs> so a to kind of pull it back to the whole space thing, I was correct to say that uh, the ISS travels about... Uh, 50 or so miles uh, above where most satellites uh, are. Hmm. Are gun stores still open? Yes. Yeah, talk yeah. to Zachary about guns. Talk about the Glock that just came out. Was there a new Glock that just came out? There is, but no, I have not it came done. out like last year, right? There's a new one in development, but I have not done uh, full research on it yet. Interesting. I only ask because I need bullets. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to go get some bullets for some guns. Man, good and luck. And the government's about to give me $1,200, so... Allegedly. Allegedly. It's a loan on my taxes. 
from my understanding, like, uh, there's a very wide, very wide group of people. I'm just going to stick with that because I can't think of the words I want. There's a very large group of people that actually will not be receiving the checks because of stipulations that apply to uh, eligibility for the stimulus package. Now, I knew there were some, there's a lot of people who, if their income was over a certain amount in 2018, they are ineligible. But I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't meet that threshold, so, uh, but, you know, because I think it was seventy five or a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. You know, I mean, it was a decent amount of money. So but... to be fair, the people that are technically not eligible under that circumstance are the people that really don't need it. Theoretically, but who's to say that those people didn't own small businesses and have a really good year in two thousand and eighteen, and then maybe their business went under in two thousand and nineteen, or maybe it went under this year, and now they're poor with no business and so Dusty something I want to touch on just really quickly if possible you said that it was a loan on your taxes which turns out is not true I was corrected on that today actually unfortunately like I don't of course like many people don't like being wrong but in this particular case I was glad I was corrected because it made me feel a little better so uh, I posted something on Facebook kind of out of frustration because I've seen so much stuff about the the, uh, that and I said something pretty much to that effect that it was a 0% loan from the United States government it's not a gift and a tax expert, someone who has, I think he has a master's degree in tax, corrected me. He was just like, that is actually not the case. And he gave me a couple articles, and I found a couple more articles that, uh, outside of that just to kind of confirm that that's absolutely not the case. You will be taxed on the $1,200. This guy said it would be about $100, but I don't really know for sure, but I'm just going to trust him. Um, but other than that, there won't be anything like you would be taxed on like 100, that $100 or so. But the tax brackets will likely be adjusted to where everyone that qualified will automatically have that loan, so you won't have to in, like uh, put it down as additional income. Hmm. Well, that would make sense because filing as an additional income would make your tax return be more complicated. And to be fair, they do a pretty decent job about trying to keep that stuff pretty simple because, you know, really? not everybody... It's awfully complicated yeah. for trying to be simple. <laughs> uh, I mean, it depends, you know. It depends how much money you make and how you made it. But, um, you know, if you make less than $12,000, you don't even have to file it. If you make less than... Oh, I can't remember what the new one's at. Twenty-four. I don't remember what the lowest bracket is anymore, but you know, I mean, you know, is if you basically if you just have a W two, it's cake. You know, ten minutes done. Yeah. But people, yeah, people are afraid of their taxes, which you know, almost rightfully so, because if you screw it up, you could be in trouble. It's no, not sure. like they're gonna throw you in. It's not like they're gonna throw you in jail. You'll just have penalties unless you just like super duper mess it up on purpose for multiple years at a time but you know ask Wesley Snipes about that stuff (laughs) okay Demolition Man Zach was with me Demolition Man good movie I actually low key love that movie it's awful but I love it (laughs) 
I would love to see it remade. Uh, let's see. Like with them. The Blade. Stated, yeah, the Blade series. Yeah, actually, that is a movie that I might watch a remake of if they remade Demolition Man. All I'm saying is. Then again. Place of Wesley Snipes, there was Chadwick Boseman. I feel like he would do that part very well. I can see that, but who's going to take the Sylvester Stallone part? Was it Sylvester Stallone? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Who's going to take the Sylvester Stallone part? That's going to be the Honestly, real question. there's so much, you know, technical I swear to talent. God, if they say Chris Hemsworth, I'm going to I'll have to strangle somebody. I feel like Chris Pratt maybe do it and bring like a certain like air of comedy to it that that movie kind of needed at some points. Yeah, you know, Sylvester Stallone doesn't have a huge range. He was really good at being a an action star but he didn't have much personality outside of that which is sad because Sylvester Stallone is a person seems like he's got quite a bit of personality yeah but uh you know that gosh now I'm just thinking about that movie and how they listen to commercials on the radio for entertainment like old school commercials (laughs) and the three shells if you know you know (laughs) He doesn't even know how to use the shells. I haven't seen it in a while, but man, that movie was cool. Uh, And I'm sure probably if I went and watched it now, I'd be like, wow, this is awful. But I'd probably still love it because I love awful movies. It's a curse. I tend to lean towards awful horror movies, though. Like, go on Netflix, find you the one or two star horror movies, and... And you're like, okay, let's do this. Man, speaking of awful horror movies, and Sam, I'm pretty sure it was you that went with me when we were still in high school, I believe. Uh, that was a the, long time ago, Zachary. I know, but the movie The Gallows, it was kind of like an indie horror film. Dude, that, no, screw you, that was good. I enjoyed that one. We were not <laughs> I did in high too. school, that was like two years ago. <laughs> no, because yeah. you know who was still around. You know who he who shall not be named. Both of our you know who's were still around. Oh God, I don't know if that's true. Let me. I'm going to Google search when that came out. (laughs) I stopped watching horror movies after I watched so much Supernatural that I was like, nope, that's not what you need to do. That's not (laughs) how you deal with that. You need salt and more salt and more salt. Salt, (laughs) iron, holy water, holy oil. I think the last one I saw was Ouija, and it was like, you know, these people find a Ouija board, and da 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 and they're like, oh, we gotta destroy the board, and I'm like, don't go back into the house. Man, that was low-key a good movie. You gotta find the body and burn the body and the board, like, just burn the whole house down, be done with it, <laughs> screw it, that's what insurance is for, don't go back into the house. Yeah, dump like five gallons of salt all around the bitch, and light her up. Yeah, just... Salt line all the way around, catching on fire, screw it. <laughs> Problem solved. So, not only do we enjoy having Zach around and talking to him and all, but one of the main reasons we actually asked him onto the podcast is because he seemingly had endless critiques of us. Some that we're trying to implement, you know, slowly. We'll see how it goes. But he thought there were a lot of topics that we didn't quite do justice, which is totally fair. Uh, a lot of them I'll probably agree with. I haven't heard them yet. But I know there are some topics that we didn't do quite well on. Um, and this is something we're trying to adjust as we go along in the podcast. And hopefully, uh, you know, the, that those kind of kinks will be worked out. So Zachary is here today to kind of help us go back through 
and maybe to hit some topics a little harder, lead into them a little further. We'll see what we can do. Zachary, what do you have for us? You got four minutes. Four minutes. All right. <laughs> That's longer than some things in my life. All right. Oh, God. Ah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but go for it. What you got? My questions won't pull up. My questions won't pull up. <laughs> Naturally. All right. So when you guys were talking about government and our current government system, talking about what? Government as a whole in its entirety and our current system oh. that we have and have had for quite a while, do you feel like there is a a proper hybrid form of government or a completely and total different form of government that the United States could have that could lead to more prosperity and just an overall better handling of pretty much everything that government encompasses, such as, you know, business bureaus and criminal justice and things like that. Well, I, I always think there's room for improvement. Uh, I 100% agree with that part. Uh, I, I'm not sure. And I guess it depends on exactly what you want to call uh, a more successful government. I don't remember which, exactly what your words were, but a more productive you know what you want to be more productive you could say that socialism is a more productive for the common man but is that what you really want to work towards it just yeah. depends on what you're so exactly we need a better definition it sounds like so is like, there... what exactly is your government trying to achieve so do you feel like there is <laughs> that our our current government accurately achieves the goals towards betterment of society and betterment of... No. Okay, well, do you feel that there is another form of government or possibly we should bring in a hybrid form that takes from a few different forms of government that could do better? Uh, I'm going to say no because I'm typically of the mentality, hey, we shouldn't just throw something out that works. We should work on it and prove it to where it will eventually become better and eventually become the best it can be. Uh, in terms of the government, I think Congress is a joke. The two-party system is absolutely a joke. It has to exist because numbers, but it is unfortunately one of those evils that has to exist. Uh, Very true. I think we have the best worst system. I can hear that. Is. We have the best system that is simultaneously an awful system. <laughs> I mean, but it's the best one there is so far that, you know, by most measures. But it's that doesn't mean there's not room for improvement. And, you know, I think once, once, you, get, once you get to the point where you're not going to try and make any improvements, not only in government, but in life, you know. Once you become happy with where you are, that's when you quit working to improve things, and that's when you start to see problems. Absolutely, and that's and that's why I can, I can, you can argue with people till you're blue in the face, but that's why you have to say, hey, you know, just because they say some stupid things that I don't agree with, and I say some stupid things that they don't agree with, doesn't mean we both can't be right about something. So you know, I think there's something to. Uh, you know, fixing the healthcare system and oh, the prison systems, Lord that Almighty, I think joke. those could be approved. Those could be improved and 
incredible ways if we just put our our minds and you know maybe a little bit of money to it but at this point what's money nobody cares about money anymore i mean i care about money and like if we want to secure a financial and prosperous economic future then we need to invest and guess what science we need to invest in innovations of all kinds like we have fallen behind in the world in the 20th century we were at the top of the game guys like we were the goats uh for better or for worse it is what it is we have fallen off the rest of the world has caught up and surpassed us we are still you know pretty ahead most of the world in military technologies but not in really anything else so, so do you the, think it would be better for us to invest in innovation or in invention uh, you can't have one without the other. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I thought that about because that things things uh, are invented by accident all the time. Like uh, scientists were trying to create a, a, basically a death ray by shooting photons into rats, and it didn't kill them. <laughs> it, eventually, they would have died of cancer, but the rats didn't live long enough for the doctors to uh, or the people doing the experiments to realize that uh, if you Years later, we have the x-ray machine. We have the ability to see through your skin, through your clothes, to see your bones and how they're doing. So Which, things are created by accident through those, For someone that's been through those quite a few times, they are still terrifying to this day. <laughs> I don't know. I had the x-rays taken a couple months ago, and they uh, they told me to stand stand with my back facing them and they said all right stand there and don't move click 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 all right we're done i was like really that's it yep we're done we'll see the lady that positioned me for mine because mine was for my back uh she was a very nice lady but she was very firm and it hurt (laughs) and that's always the case every time i get an x-ray which is probably just my luck yeah well (laughs) <laughs> you have to wonder how many other patient, patients she had had that day, too, that she had to do you know, she, x-rays on. And, she did tell me I was oh her first God. x-ray of the day. Oh, well. Then maybe she just didn't like you. Maybe you smell bad. Did you take a shower? I mean, I just got there from work, but I did not smell, smell bad. I did check myself where I go because I'm very self-conscious about that. Then she mustn't have <laughs> liked your beard. Shave it off. <laughs> shave off my beard the day you shave your head Ooh, that doesn't seem fair so, at all so then my question is is it more important to invest in innovation or people on one uh, hand you do need better... people to get innovation you do need the creative mind of a human uh, well, but yes, are we... but he said he, well, I think but... he's talking about the aggregate, like the average person. Should we invest in everyone, or should we invest in the top few? I think that's what you're asking. Am I understanding that properly? Sort of, maybe. Okay, then can you rephrase um, it then, please? Well, I'll, I'll elaborate. How about that? That works. Um, should we focus on pumping money into low-income neighborhoods and, you know, low-funded schools and try to... Do we try to bring society up by bringing the... God, it sounds bad, like I'm going to try and degrade people, but I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just simply, no matter where you're from, your 
color, race, creed, whatever, religion, I don't care. But do we focus on pulling the the bottom half of society upwards? Or do we focus on pushing the top half of society towards better innovations that will then in turn pull people up from the lower ends. I mean, you could take inventions like the refrigerator and air conditioning and say, yes, those were invented for rich people, but here we are 50, 60 years later, and even people who are technically below the above the even people who live on the poverty line typically have a refrigerator they typically have a microwave they typically have a tv you know i mean that improves that improves quality of life maybe not the tv but you know it would appear to improve quality of life for everybody while not necessarily pulling those people up so whenever you're talking about more of the, like the disenfranchised, I guess I could say, uh, people of the world, are you talking about more people in like the rural parts of Africa, or are you talking about people in like Detroit, Michigan? I'm, I'm speaking purely American. Like, and we're looking at the United States. Okay, I can work with that. I'm looking at the American. In the Ameri- yeah, in America, in our country. In America, we should. I think we should be focusing on the top scientists. Uh, you know, adequately train the people. At you know the lower end schools to you know educate them to where if they want to pursue a further education that's fine, but I don't think the focus needs to be upon them. Um, and once we're able to you know develop online classes further, maybe it'll be cheaper, maybe it'll be easier to educate everybody to a higher extent. That would be the most ideal way to do it. But kind of like you're talking, it's like the trickle down trickle down of invention. You know, if you, like, not everyone in the society is going to create the x-ray. That's Those are going to be top scientists doing experiments. The, these experiments cost money. They cost a lot of money sometimes to, to where companies, kind of like the space program going to the moon, no corporation could have or would have been able to afford that even to this day. So that's why the government had to back it. Right, mm-hmm. so in this situation, the government has to back some of these huge programs they're trying to do, like the particle the, the particle accelerator in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Is, anyway, so Correct. that had to be part, be backed by a government because it was super expensive, and or other world organizations as well as made in the UN essentially. But you know, so basically, it was funded so by the United, the United States. States. Is what I'm I love how we both made that point. Just saying that was kind yeah, of funny. Well, that's I appreciated where, that in my heart. <laughs> that's where the majority of their funding and troops come from. So, you well, know, to be hey, fair, yeah. it is a percentage of your GDP. And whenever you have a stupid GDP like the United States compared to the rest of the world, yeah, you're going to pump a lot of money into stuff. Yeah, You know, it's it's easy to say that, oh, yeah, we're pumping so much more money than you guys. But look at their GDP. They may not have the ability to do something like that. And they may, it, may not, it may be unfair to ask them to do so. Um, so I guess to answer the question, I think it's important to focus on the top scientists to get, uh, as many, or engineers doesn't have to necessarily be scientists to make life easier for everybody. So where everybody can prosper, because if you try to, uh, educate everybody, then it, it's kind of like 
it's kind of to me, I wonder if it's an ignorance is bliss sort of deal, right? To where if you don't educate these people, they don't know what's going on around the world. Are they happier? That's a question. I don't know for sure, but it seems to be true. <laughs> I don't know. I know a lot of dumb people and they're awfully happy all the time. I know, right? It, it drives me cool, crazy. Man. I am one but, of those. happy. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from a Disney movie ever is from the original Incredibles movie. Oh, yeah? And uh, Syndrome, the bad guy, yeah. says, when everyone is special, nobody, nobody is. is. So, is it wrong to separate people based on their intelligence... Whether or not they should be allowed to have access to certain resources, because I know, well, we I think we we all went to the same high school, so that's easy, <laughs> you know. Our high school had, and I'm sure it changed from the time I was there to you were there. There was a little bit of a gap when I was there. There were three levels of diplomas. You had the bottom of the barrel diploma. You had the accelerated course. You had the honors courses. That is still so. Well, I think they did away with the accelerated degree at one point, and they just recombined it back because they had the Commonwealth, the accelerated, and the the AP, the honors. Um, And I think they did away with one of them. I think it was a statewide thing that they just kind of like, all right, yeah, no, we don't see any improvement doing this, so we'll squash it. But so, is it unfair to give the honors classes more funding than you give the non-honors students? Is it unfair? Yes. But is it? But is it the right thing to do? Maybe. Only time will tell. I'm not sure which I, one which you're asking. You asked if it was fair, but were you asking like, should we? Yeah, I mean, that's it, because that's what people are going to say. That's going to be your criticism here. Someone's going to say, well, that's not fair. Of course it's not fair. But it can't, you know, you can't help it. It's unfair to hold them back, because it's unfair to hold back someone who is in third grade and reads at a fifth grade level, because you've got someone in your class that's in third grade and reads at a first grade level. And it's unfair to both of them, because... Now, not only are you holding somebody else back to try to prop one student up, but the one student is not giving the proper attention they need to bring their reading level up to the proper level. Yeah, I agree. So, and I I think that, I wonder if maybe that is part of the issue with the education system as well, is that we typically group people based on their age, and age is not a necessarily good indicator of intelligence. Not um, by any means. Just, well, just maybe because a base you're... of intelligence, but not much past that. So what what would you recommend they do to replace that? Because it's easy. Like, how old are you? When were you born? It's easy to delegate people later, but we don't really have a good system to really figure out how smart you are. Because you're very quick to, to take out standardized testing because it doesn't measure all of what we would consider to be intelligent. But I don't see... Well, but we do it all the time. We use the SAT and until up, up until oh, the we, point we where colleges... Should to, we? 
Well, up until the point where colleges stopped started making exceptions based on the color of your skin for your SAT score, then which is documented. Look at Harvard. Um, it becomes why can't you take a base? And it doesn't have to be one test that's 50 questions long that determines everything you're in. I don't see why we couldn't do something that would say, all right, we're going to test your knowledge in reading and your reading comprehension and grammar. And then we're going to test your mathematics skills. And then we're going to test your ability to, you know, we'll test your artistic skills and we'll test, I don't know, what other kind of skills do you want to throw in there? You know, like the like thinking skills. Like just the, sure, the ability sure. to think logically. Sure. Logical reasoning. We'll test your, we'll test you in these four core groups and then we will look at what you score on. We'll look at what you scored and we will group you based on that. We will say, all right, everybody takes, everybody's fourth period is now math and you go to a math class based on your needs. Yeah. If you are in fifth grade and you are able to comprehend math at a seventh grade level, then we will get you into a seventh grade level math class. Which because sounds great in theory. That is probably what we should be doing, but who the hell is going to pay for it? Well, that, what's going to be the for? problem? All the testing, people to proctor the testing, like there's all kinds of stuff that I have to be figured out how to pay for. And especially marginal to a system now that doesn't cost us anything to place students. You're just, how old are you? Perfect. Third grade. See ya. So like to a, from a system that costs you nothing to a system that's going to cost you quite a bit of cash, it's going to be a hard sell. Well, Especially I mean, to, to a system fair. that's already strapped for cash. What were you going to say, Zach? I was going to say, to be fair, I mean, when you're talking about standardized standardized testing, would it, it, in the sake of performing and making the tests that Dusty is talking about available, wouldn't it be easier to do away with the majority of standardized testing and redistribute that budget towards the new system? Why could that not I be an option? I think you could make a case for that, that you could say instead of taking, and they've already done away with certain things. I, you know, I remember in middle school having to, and even elementary school, having to write papers and stories for a portfolio. I don't know if you guys had to do that. I did. Uh, but from the time I was, from the time I was in elementary school, we had to go into the computer lab and we had to write, you know, this month it's an essay. Next month it's a short story. Next month it's uh, a nonfiction. You have to write a book report. And they told us this will be, this will follow you all the way through high school. You know, this is how they're going to judge your progress. And halfway through middle school, they're like, yep, we're dropping that. They do it all the time. But That's very true. You know, I, I think I think it would be a small price to pay 
to improve the education system and even i mean it could it could help stop wasteful spending as well because now you know where you need to invest your resources in each student you no longer have to and you improve the quality of education for each individual student because now you know okay Zach reads on a Zach is in fourth grade. He reads on a fifth grade level. He needs to be LOL. taking more advanced classes. While Samuel reads on a is in fourth grade and reads on a third grade level. Oh. So we'll bump him down a little bit and help him catch back up. And you know, I mean, I guess was it Bush tried to do that kind of thing with no child left behind. Man, Which I like I don't know. I was like ten but like, he was finished being president. I don't I remember reading about that in high school, but I do not remember the exact entirety of that program. I remember you commented on it, Dusty, before because you always talk about the anti clubbing baby seal act. Yes, because no matter what you do, as long as you name something that other people aren't gonna be able to politically vote against, then like it's gonna pass every time. Because Who's going to vote for leaving children behind? You know? I mean, nobody. Nobody's going to say, yep, I want to leave those kids behind. Screw them. They suck. Nobody's going to say that because that's political suicide. At least it is in the day and age where people can just take clips and be like, hey, look what he said. He said no. He said no to no child left behind. How dare he? He wants to leave children behind. Which... (laughs) Is a whole nother issue, but I think, you know, we talk about, we talk about how bad things like the public education system are, but nobody ever wants to talk about solutions that can solve them, and then when you bring up solutions that can solve them, people will say, well, that's not fair. Of course it's not fair. Nothing's ever going to be fair. If it was fair... I, I don't know that I want to live in a world that's fair because that means everybody's going to get the same shake. And that's just not how it is. Yeah. You know, if, if everything was fair, then I'd be playing in the NBA. <laughs> so, Zach, you know. we're, we're running pretty long. Let's give us one more criticism or question or elaboration. And the whole thing we had to call it a quits because I got to go to bed, guys. I do as well. I'd be up super early. Um, I really don't have a last criticism, but my last question would be, I locked my phone again, I'm sorry. For all the viewers, <laughs> I uh, I might be a Gen Z, but I'm not the most technologically inclined person on the planet. So let's end on a happier, lighter note, because I feel like you know that would probably be appreciated. And uh, I feel like this question will probably make one of you giggle. So, what would be, and what are, you know, finance is not a uh, problem. Finances with standing. Yeah. Top three things on your bucket list that you would do. And again, finances are not a problem. I would be president. I would travel the world. I think that will get to that saying. And I would want to be... The first person on Europa. 
Well, why Europa? Because it's cool. Because it's way out right. there. Yeah, it's way out there, right? So, like, and it's the, the planet it's next to, it, it's, like, undulated. Like, the amount of gravity that it's, like, pulling it, and it, it actually heats it up. It, it, uh, uh, God, I, I'm trying to use my hands again, but it's not working. You guys can't freaking see me. But whatever, it's fine. Audio media. Right? So basically the gravity is like basically just shaking this moon to where it's actually warm enough to support life. And I want to be the first person on it. Because I think it'd be cool AF. Do you think the Earth is jealous of Jupiter? Why would it be jealous of Jupiter? Because the Earth only has one moon. And Jupiter (laughs) has eight. I mean, to be fair, the only the Earth only has one, you know, only has one thing to babysit the moon. <laughs> um, I think I would, I'd want to go to space because that would be cool. Yeah. Um, two things. Two things. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, you know, there's easy ones like places I want to go, but those are kind of basic and I could go there anyway. I'd like to go see Machu Picchu in Peru. That'd be Um, cool. I want to see the Great Wall of China before it's gone. Before it's gone? Is it going somewhere? Oh, yeah. It's It's eroding. It's eroding and people are stealing bricks like crazy. The mongrels are finally going to get in. (laughs) The mongrels. Can we all just acknowledge that he said mongrels instead of mongrels? Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, it's fine. The mongrels are gonna get in. Um, can I time travel? No, it's not not possible. No no matter how much freaking money you put into it, Zach, you cannot time travel except forward, and you could not get back to your personal time. But then you would have to travel at the speed of light, to which you would have zero mass, so then you're essentially taking your mass into energy, and then whenever your energy goes back to mass, you essentially do not exist in the way that you did. Okay? Okay, time travel is a no. Finances aren't a problem. You could pay Neil deGrasse Tyson to make it for you. He couldn't figure it out. Believe me, because it's not freaking possible. Get out of here. You're not on the next podcast. Damn it. (laughs) I'm joking. We would gladly have you back, but and Dusty, what you what do you have for third? Time travel could be possible if you want it to be. Can I go and see the set where they filmed the moon landing? Oh my God, Matt's not even here. That was good. Matt's not mind. even here. Nailed Damn it. it! I know. I had to throw it in. I had to pay homage. Oh God! <laughs> I'm taking a bow. You can't see me, but I am. <laughs> All right, Zach, what are your Zach, three? What would you do? Alright, my top three. The first one is, it's rather attainable, as I am right now, but still, finance is not a problem. Do it immediately. It would be start my own business. Hands down. But Second if finances thing, aren't aren't a problem, like why the heck would you just start a business? Like Why wouldn't you just buy all of them? Yeah, I would start a business and, <laughs> and run every competitor out. Oh, can I take over the world? Can I change my third one? Can I take over the world? Absolutely. But I want to do it like the cartels do it. I want to win the heart of the people. Yeah, that way okay. they overthrow their own governments and allow me to take power so I don't have to seize it. Okay. The yeah. least bloody revolution in history. I'd read about that. Oh, man. Now, I started watching Narcos. 
and that stuff blows my mind, man. Just the stuff that Pablo Escobar did, and I mean, even even the the mafias and the mobsters in the United States did that stuff too. You know, you know, I would give out turkeys at Thanksgiving, and you know, stuff like that. I mean, you win the hearts of the people, and nobody cares what you do. Exactly. But my first one, you know, start a business. Second one, I am on the same boat. I would love to go to space because I want to know what is out there. What is the depth of actual reality beyond our galaxy? Oh, God, but if, if you wait too long, Zachary, it will only be our galaxy, okay? The observable universe is ever-expanding. You will never experience all of what the universe is because there is an observable universe because of how light travels. I'm just, you I'm haven't just heard you my know. third one yet. Hang on. Whatever. And since finances are not a problem and I want to see the entirety of space, find every top scientist I can and make them find a way to either transfer my conscience or make me, uh, you know, immortal, essentially. Make you a what, essentially? Immortal. He wants to be a, he wants to be a character in Altered Carbon. Uh, I have not watched I've that. I have yet to see carbon, Altered Carbon. Interesting concept worth in, a watch. Seems interesting, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. they make your consciousness downloadable. But is so it that really you, can... you? How do you prove that? That's what I need to know. Does the show cover that? Or is it a movie? They they address it. It is a show. Okay. They do address it. I'll start watching that tomorrow after work. Oh, I've got to finish Ozark first. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the 100. Is it awesome? I'm kind of mad at you for recommending it to me because, like, all I want to do right now is sit here and watch it. I told you, man, I love it. I don't know why. But I just totally feel like I want to be that guy. Which guy? (laughs) The drug The the main character. No. The Jason Bateman's character. Okay. I don't blame you. He's pretty cool. Or the accountant from the movie The Accountant. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that yet? Yes. Oh, you finally saw it. Jesus Christ. It yeah, I finally badass, watched it, it like, like four years after it came out. Yeah, I finally watched it. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was like, this Even guy's cool. grandfather was Dusty, have you seen it yet? And you're like, no. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. It was awesome. Right. Oh, can I hunt dodo birds? You can't go back in time. Unless you're recreating their DNA using mm-hmm. mosquito blood and mm-hmm. lizards. We're going full out Jurassic Park, son. Then screw it. Do no, the damn yeah, thing. no. That would be my third one. Make my own Jurassic Park. For no other See, reason than I want to ride a T-Rex. That, that seems silly. you in half. I don't care. I rode oh, a T-Rex. There would be no in half. It would just swallow him whole. <laughs> don't care. I rode a T-Rex. I die but the thing is, it probably wouldn't roar. And that would probably be the saddest thing for you. Yeah, it'd be super powerful, but if it's squawking like a bird, is it really going to carry the same effect? <laughs> Dude, if I'm riding a T-Rex, I don't care what noise it makes. And, like, the feathers I'm are tickling your T-Rex. legs, and you're like, oh, my God. You have to, like, pluck the feathers so they're not tickling you. Yeah, I mean, that'd be hell. I'm still riding a T-Rex. Squawk! Squawk! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you say will change my answer. I'm still riding a T-Rex. Oh, I die the happiest man. I really want to find a gif or jif, depending on your pronunciation, of a T-Rex <laughs> roaring and just, like, dub over it with 
Squawk! <laughs> Let's see if it has the no, same effect. No, no, no. Make it like <laughs> an historically <laughs> accurate T Rex. Squawk! <laughs> no, I want it to be like a turkey call. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> or a chicken. <laughs> oh, that would be too funny. <laughs> Squawk! Well, thank you guys for, for inviting me and having hours. me on. Thanks well, for coming on. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have you again and you can tell us what else we did wrong. Yeah, man. Hey, man, <laughs> if you want to make a, a segment, list, I'm sure. if you want right. to make a segment where I come on and just tell you what you did wrong, I'll gladly oblige. You know where what? Zach might says we said. that. <laughs> well, Zach, <laughs> thanks for coming on. We appreciate having you. Dusty, thanks for joining me and uh, we'll talk at you next time. And like always, Matt normally says it, but he's not here tonight, so I'll cover it. Don't forget to leave a like and follow on Facebook and give us a rating anywhere you can. Zachary, say bye to the people. Goodbye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this. Please stay tuned for more. They're doing something really great here. It has potential to skyrocket. Potential, but like not necessarily true. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Don't you backpedal my compliment. It's Well, thank you, but it's potential, not kinetic. I would rather it be kinetic. Mm. He's but a smart anyway, boy about to, friendship. It has you to what? be potential first, right? Though, right? right? You can't just I, I have suppose. kinetic without potential. You're right. You're right. Uh, you're right. Ooh, Dusty has my back. <laughs> bye, Felicia's. Okay, bye. <laughs>